Welcome. You're listening to the shit philosophers, developers, enthusiasts, idiots, bestest buds, gamers, say. Hey everybody, you're listening to Shit Gamers Say. This is the podcast for the week of November 18, 17, November 15th, 2015. I'm your host, Joe Boda. With me as always is Peter Samin. I'm still tired, Joe. I have not gotten back on my proper sleep schedule. Mm. Last night was particularly painful. I fell asleep at 8 in the afternoon, woke up at midnight, didn't fall back asleep until 4 in the morning, woke up at 7, fell back asleep, woke up at 9, and I'm really tired even right now at 7 and 42. Mm. Yeah. We we streamed for Extra Life this weekend. Yeah. Second time in three years. It was easier this time, I think. It was so much easier this time. It's, by by and large, it was much easier. I wonder why. We're just used to it. <laughs> the, only, the only pain, well, the only bad part this year was that my eyes were deciding to destroy themselves. <laughs> Collapsing in on top of each other. <laughs> my goodness yes that was an event no I think I think the reason why this year was much easier was one we played less games and two I think they were kind of games that we got lost in like last yeah. year that co-oping of Dead Space 3 was such was a it, slog it was it was terrible <laughs> it was yes that game is mediocre at best and just was a slog and it felt it it was like a 9 hour experience that felt like an a 16 hour experience like just too long so mm. i think yeah i think this year playing a bunch of rocket league and plants vs. zombies you know that we had to like we could still kind of zone out totally but we also had fun while doing it. And we made friends. We made we made acquaintances. I I would say we made one friend and we made one not friend. <laughs> yes, we uh had some help apparently. No surprise the Europeans are very big into Rocket League, particularly because it's resemblance to another real life sport. Yep. Uh, the one that you use your feet with. So, yeah, what, what was it? The first guy, was the first guy Norway? He, uh, yeah, he was from Norway. His name was Ronaldo. I don't think that was his real name, but... I like to, I like to believe that it was. Yeah, deep down <laughs> in my heart of hearts. Yeah, we met Ronaldo, and he was pretty cool, and he kind of taught us, 
kind of uh, what was it crossing or whatever yeah setting up easy goals and then the other kid was some Danish like 14 year old who had like anger issues yeah, I, w- I talked to him, I don't know if you heard, um, while you went to the bathroom, and apparently he's in the equivalent of ninth grade. So so 14, exactly. Wow, I'm perfect. Got that right, I think. Freshmen are 14, yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, it's some, somewhere around there. Like, there's some that are older, some that are younger, but yeah, 14 is about right. I mean, that's generally how age works. It's all <laughs> relative. Some people are older, some people are younger as it were but yeah we played a lot of that it's kind of that whole kind of thing re-sparked my interest in some of those games like I hadn't played Rocket League before so playing that was hella fun um and I can't wait to get back to that um but also Plants vs. Zombies I hadn't touched that significantly since I want to say last Christmas last winter break so it's been a year uh, playing yeah. that and now I kind of want to play it some more again it's a good game it's a good it's it is a surprisingly good game even now even still it's it's probably the best multiplayer only uh shooter that EA has made in the past two and a half years Hmm. That might have changed yesterday, Joe. Oh, really? We'll see. This is we'll, this, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that was kind of my segue into this. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts because this. So, Battlefront Two came yes. out this week, and no, that came out ten years ago. Shit! I did it again. <laughs> like, if you're gonna put a number on it, at least put three. Because it is the third one, but there's no number on this because they rebranded. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying Battlefront Two. Like I legit don't know. I don't. I'm trying to figure out reasons. At first, I was like, "Is it because I'm confusing it with Battlefield Two? But then I'm like, "I never really played Battlefield Two, so I don't. I can't make that excuse." Hmm. Star Wars Battlefront. It's come yes. out, and. I have no idea what to think of this game because you have some people who are like, yeah, no, it's a fun game. It's a fun game to play and we can't stop playing it. And then there's another group of people who are like, well, yeah, it's fun, but it loses its appeal after five hours. Have you played it yet, Joe? I have not played it. I didn't play the beta and I actually don't have it I didn't pre-order it or anything like that I intended to wait Hmm. because I'm still working on Fallout 4 and we'll talk about that later but so I want to for some reason I thought you pre-ordered it okay I I intended to after the beta and for whatever reason I never did and then Fallout was just on the horizon and I was just like you know at this point no reason to sink in another $60 on a game I'm not going to get around to just yet well $48 Forty. This is true. I do have discounts. Also, if you had pre-ordered it, um, so they had a deal, and actually, this goes into a little story I wanted to tell. They had a deal that if you pre-ordered Star Wars Battlefront this lap this past week, um, I don't know why, just this past week, but um, I got around it, even though I had a pre-order from months ago, by talking to some folks and complaining and saying, 
yo, I gave you my money months ago and you're rewarding people that waited till the week before. Give me this pre-order bonus. So they did. The pre-order bonus is, you know, those like Funko Pop figures. Funko Pop figures. I'm actually not familiar. Yeah. Like I, I've heard the name used oh. before, but I'm... I'm surprised you don't know them because they're... Ev- so I don't like them. I think they're... They're not great figures, in my opinion. Um, they all look the same, basically, just with slightly different paint, which is like cheap to me. Just like, well, at least make them. You're gonna charge me fifteen bucks for a figure. Make them unique. Look at Amiibos. Look at Skylanders. Look at Disney Infinity. They all are different. These Funko Pops all are basically the same mold with slight variations. But um, people go batshit crazy for them, though. Um, basically they give, uh, if you pre-ordered at Best Buy, they would give you a free figure and I got the Boba Fett figure. Um, and I'm thinking I'm just going to sell it because I don't even want it. And they sell for 15 bucks. I was like, well, that's 15 bucks off the cost of the game. What kind of figure are these? Are these like army men, plastic army men figures or action figures? Like you have to know what Funko Pop is. They all look, they all look the same. Just Google Funko Pop. Here, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link oh, right now. Oh, boy, a link so I don't have to type in it on Google. <laughs> the future's now. Like, they all they all look the same. It's the same mold with slight variations. Everyone at home, follow along. Uh, Google search Funko They all Funko have, Pop. like, roundish square heads oh, and weird body these. arms I know out. what these are. Yeah, they're, like, the most, in my opinion, they're, like, the most generic things ever and have no soul to them, but people go fucking batshit insane I for I mean, them. they I'm literally like, don't what? have pupils. This is, like, the no, very definition pupils. of not having a soul. The Joker is scary. Oh, yes. Some of them look really... The Joker that's one is why, legitimately so, terrifying. So I got to choose between Chewbacca, a stormtrooper, and Boba Fett. The reason why I chose Boba Fett was it was because it was the only one that, like, didn't have those giant eyes. Mm-hmm. For Boba Fett, they decided not to defile the Boba Fett look and actually have him have a mask on. Oh my! The other two, even the stormtrooper, have giant fucking black eyes. I'm like, what? What do you do? You ruined the stormtrooper. Can we talk about Goofy? Can oh, we talk yeah. about the Goofy Funko Pop? Yeah, he he looks like he, he he's fucked up. I he's don't even mean right this from a quality standpoint. I mean legitimately, <laughs> these are legit terrifying. Like if you had oh, yeah. this, if you put this in my room, I would legit <laughs> like throw it in the, the trash. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. My okay, that's actually kind of cute. I'm actually really, that's. I could have nightmares about that. That's honestly of all of these, that's my favorite. Probably because really? it looks like a happy. He's just a happy, hmm. happy puff man. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's okay. Every everyone else is just kind of okay. Goofy is sinister or is like soulless. The Joker <laughs> is like the sinister sinister thing, and everyone else looks like the other mother from Coraline. Deadpool's all right. Deadpool kind of works. But uh, but yes, enough about these. I want to know about the game, you weirdo. The game. So I have only played a little bit of the game. I had a lot going on yesterday, so I didn't get home till around 8. And I played for maybe a couple hours, then I went to bed. Um, I spent... So the th- you know, most of what they've talked about for this game has been the multiplayer 
But when you go in, there are when you first go in, they say, hey, you want to try the training? I'm like, okay, sure. I'll try the training. The training modes are kind of like a mini little single player. And it gives you just a taste of, man, I kind of wish there was a full single player because the there's like five training missions that are kind of like single play what you would get in, in a single player like a uh, campaign and those are they're really cool they're like they so the first one you go into is like um you're in in an x-wing and you're going through beggar's canyon and you're fighting off some some tie fighters and man it looks gorgeous and it's awesome and the music is swelling and <laughs> yeah and the, it's star just wars these different these, these different missions um, just basically are like little snapshots of like different areas so like oh there's one that's on the force moon of Endor and you're on your speeder like oh there's one where you're a you're an ATST and you got to walk around and protect other like protect uh, other larger vehicles and kind of bomb some rebels it, it's it's little snapshots and there's another one where you're Darth Vader and you get to kill a bunch of rebels and uh, take off um, it's it's cool and uh, it's very yeah it makes me want wish that there was a campaign I wouldn't but, put it past them to put a taste of something more single player focused later on. Yeah. Something yeah. something that I think Dice has done with a lot of their like season passes and multiplayer stuff is they in addition to new maps, I feel like they do add new game modes. I don't know, like I'm not sure if they've actually fleshed out everything outside of just the map expansions for this game in their season pass deal, but you know, I knew they they did this with Bad Company, Bad Company 2. They did this with, I think, Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 where they flushed out new modes. Um, they didn't so have they actually, story So they actually have but. talked about the season pass. They actually said exactly what the season pass is. Okay. It's... um. It's 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 maps. There's no new modes. Uh, so the main the game right now has 13 maps, and then uh, is Jakku will be the 14th map, and that'll be available once the once the movie's out. Mm-hmm. I think that's available to everybody. I'm pretty sure that's available to everybody. I think it is too. Um, yeah. And then the season pass is 16 more maps, and a few uh, a few um, taunts like little you know taunts emotes emotes uh, whatever those things are. Stormtrooper flipping the bird yeah I, I actually i'm pretty sure well it's the equi- the star wars equivalent of that i'm pretty sure it's the shot shoot shoot first emote you know like greedo versus han shooting first yeah that that whole thing just keep rubbing salt in the wound and reminding <laughs> us about that whole bullshit <laughs> but yeah uh so that was a little treat uh playing those little single player things and yeah they do get you ready for the main game and uh like and it's more than what I like. Since I never mentioned any single player, it's more than what I expected. Like, there's cutscenes and like dialogue and acting in the like very little of it, but there is some. I'm like, you know what? They actually put some thought into this. Exactly. It's not just like, well, you're. Just, it's just not like you're instanced. It's not like it's bots. It's like these are actual scenarios that you wrote, and it makes me think maybe they are working on some sort of single player, or something or other, but or maybe they're not. I don't know. Or it, maybe it was a project out of spite. The guy who was in charge of like directing the tutorial really wanted to make a single player game, and then they're like, "Nah, son," <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna make it really fucking good." So fuck <laughs> you. Ah, uh, I would hope so. And then uh, once I finished that, and actually, I played some of these missions, training missions twice. 
because there are star ratings and I was like, oh, well, I could just play this one more time and I'd get four, uh, three stars instead of two stars. Uh, so I spent probably, I don't know, close to an hour on that. And then I got into the, to the multiplayer and I was kind of afraid because you know how Battlefield 4 was like demolished when it first came out like none of the servers worked yeah that that was a question I was one I was gonna have because yeah four's servers were demolished three had some rough edges and Battle, bad company 2 is pretty like fucked so yeah, yeah how how are the servers N- did not have a single issue My I got in no problem um and yeah I played a, f- a f- I played maybe I think two or three matches of uh, just team deathmatch. There are other modes that I, I need to delve into. As I said, I haven't played very much yet. Apparently, a lot of these other modes are more specialized to where like you can be heroes or or there's ones where it's all vehicles. But I was this is just you know team deathmatch, either a rebel or a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, se- it seemed pretty fun. I mean, I, I haven't played very much, but so far I'm impressed. The game. It reminds me a lot of Plants vs. Zombies, um, because well, I guess you can play you can play first person or third person, but I opted for third because yeah, I don't know. I like to see the character. Sometimes I swapped into first just to get a better aim because you could aim better that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was sticking into third most of the time, and uh, yeah, it feels a lot like Plants vs. Zombies, uh, Garden Warfare, just because. And I think this is what a lot of people are getting down on the game about is that it's not a hardcore shooter. Like it's not a battlefield where you're going to go in and there's, there's like, there's no learning curve really. Like it's, it's a casual game, but that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted it to be casual, fun star Wars. And that's what the game is. And for better or for worse, that's what it is. And I, I get the criticism and I understand why people are giving it low, lower scores. Though really like, they're not that low. Like, what is it? Is it like sevens and eights? Like, that's still it, really good. It is aver- yeah, on Metacritic, it's like in the yellow, but that's indicative of about a seventy-five percent or so. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good rating. That's like considering what most other movie-based games get, like the <laughs> like licensed titles. Like, it's uh, I'm I'm actually struggling hmm. to figure. I'm struggling to think of a better Star Wars game. Like, this is probably the best Star Wars game. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I feel like Star Wars... Well, I mean, Star Wars, the licenses, I I feel like it's always been fine. Like, you know, whenever you run into licensing or licensed game issues, it's usually because they're constrained by the source material. Yeah. And Star Wars has enough kind of stuff to elaborate on that they don't have to worry about that as long as they're not making a movie game. Like, Rogue Squadron for the N64 was pretty damn good. Uh, oh, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, you know, all of these. Those games were fine, or those were also pretty great. I, I do think a lot of people are looking at it with rose-colored tint or rose-tinted glasses with regards to, like, when co- drawing comparisons between this, with this new Battlefront game and Battlefront 2 and 1 in yeah. that people are like oh yeah there's no depth and I'm like honestly if you go back to those original games there was no persistence between matches you know exactly you got what you got and every class had their gun and that was it like you know you might have different like loadouts for each class but there was no carrot and so like this this game has way more depth than past battlefront games but I mean I guess it's been 10 years so 
things have changed, but yeah, that, I, I guess I don't know what people expected. I guess I think people expected this to be like super hardcore or something, but it's like that's not what this is for a a mainstream audience. Like this is Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. I think there is some validity, at least if you consider like the evolution of game design these past ten years. Like you know, battle. I th- I believe Battlefield was very similar in the same way, in that it was very much a you are your loadout, and there is no persistence between matches. But you know that's since changed for them. And then you have Call of Duty, and now you have you know Star Wars. Even I guess the th- what I'm trying to say is, it's a valid criticism given the context of where game design has gone for shooters like this. Um, but. I don't think it's valid when people compare it to past Battlefront games and be like, oh, well, Battlefront was better with this, this, and this. And I'm like, uh, not necessarily. Like, you know, th- there may have been a few more things with the original Battlefronts, like space combat and probably more levels. But yeah. when you argue depth, this game will all- still has more depth by virtue of having those cards. Totally. It already has, like, more persistence and more depth than those original titles honestly but yeah and i and i can't say too much about it because i mean i have two cards joe like i <laughs> i haven't gotten that far yet like i have two of them but uh <laughs> um but yeah and and when you say like oh well maybe the old ones had more yeah they had more but it was a different era like back then you could get away with having a ton of stuff but having a lot of it not be polished like people go like oh there were space battles do you remember how like bullshit those space battles were? Like I just remember being frustrated and like it was just so sprawling and spread out and like half the time you couldn't find anyone to attack. Yeah, I remember going like an- I went back to those recently and was like actually these space battles are just kind of like okay. They were novel for the time, but you know, you don't need space battle over Endor and space battle over Tatooine because there's the same thing. You just change the layout. Like, yeah, yeah. It it was just novel, but and and I actually like the way that they did it in this game, uh, having them the, all the space battles be in atmosphere, especially when there's also ground combat happening, because then you get awesome interactions with the people on the ground and the people in the in the spaceships. So so like you'll have a you know an X-wing coming in to attack and then Darth Vader literally throws his lightsaber <laughs> into the X-wing to split it in half and you're like oh yeah yeah if nothing else this makes me excited for Battlefront 2 in that or well yeah it will be Battlefront 2 but um this the <laughs> sequel to this game just I don't be- think they're going to make a sequel anytime soon you don't, though Joe. well I mean I'm not saying soon like you know 3 4 years down the line I would like to see them build upon this I think they have a good foundation yes. and personally speaking like you know I I appreciate what this game is but knowing what I know now I can't see myself getting into this until maybe six months from now like I'm going to be patient with this game just because like I do kind of like that persistence um, from shooters I do like a little bit more of that depth and this is fine for what it is but I would really like to see what they do going forward um, once they shell out all of the map packs and start totally. considering a sequel to this. Yeah. Uh, and I think just w- me and you are coming to it for different things. You're coming to it like I want a, a, a shooter to bite my teeth into and I'm coming to this like 
I fucking love Star Wars. Give me Star Wars. And guess what? This game gives me Star Wars. Like, I was giddy last night because, mm-hmm. like, the the visuals are so. It's not even like oh they're super like. I don't even feel like they're pushing the hardware like incredibly much. Like, of course it's pushing the hardware. Like, it looks yeah. amazing, but it's not like oh my god, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's more like it's such an accurate representation of Star Wars. It, at every turn, when they said what would be the most. Um, at every turn when they had the choice of making it look more impressive or look more like Star Wars, they made it look more like Star Wars. And that's what really impresses me. Mm -hmm. like, And people have been mentioning this all the time, but a lot of the explosions are not realistic explosions, but they look like explosions from 70s and 80s (laughs) Star Wars movies. Like, they look like shitty prop effects from back in the day. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. That X-Wing blew up, and all that really came off of it were, like, some firecracker sp- sparks. And that's about it, mm-hmm. and it blew up. <laughs> yeah, and I... Yeah, I... My infatuation with Star Wars, unfortunately, has waned. Um, you know, because nothing has really come out since the prequels. And even with the hype of this new Star Wars movie coming up, it's one of those things where it's just been so long that I'm not super... I'm, I'll see it. I'm going to yeah. the theaters to see it. But, you know, it's not. I'm not like losing my shit at every um, trailer being released. And with, the, oh, yeah. and with this game in particular, like, I am super curious to see these interpretations with this engine of Star Wars. So, and that's why I won't probably get around to this until more of the DLC has come out and when it starts to get marked down. Because I do want to go, I want to play this and see what they have done with Star Wars but oh, yeah. right now I'm not willing to like you know yeah as a game it's not something I can see myself sinking my teeth into um so yeah I so that's yeah that's why I'll be looking forward to it in maybe six months from now also once I get clear of all the other shit I want to play yeah <laughs> but and mentioning the prequels they did the best thing that they could have done in this game and completely ignored the prequels. There's nothing prequel related in this game. It's all original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that is excellent. Because, like, even the old Battlefront games had prequel stuff riddled. Like, it was probably half and half, 50-50 prequel versus original. <coughs> and, yeah, it was fine. But I just love, like, Joe, this, this <laughs> game is all that I was thinking about today. I was literally humming the music all day today <laughs> just thinking about doing trench runs like it, i it's it makes it's making me giddy it's making me giddy well that it's cool that you're excited about this never in a i mean well okay maybe that's a lie i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna point to the fact that it's a first person shooter and like well i mean it, it has third person it's a third it, person it, it, slash first person it shooter. has third person i mean most of it has been advertised with the first person perspective so it was, yeah. but it was just something interesting. It's like, oh yeah, Peter's getting excited about a shooter. This is bizarro world, but you I know, mean, you got to remember, I played the shit out of the original, the old Battlefront game. Well, exactly. So it's not, it's nothing new. Well, it's far. It I just, is, I just needed the removed. right uh, subject matter. It's more removed from most shooters too. Like I'm remiss to call exactly. this a traditional like shooter in the vein of Battlefield and whatnot. So totally, and and it's not and. And the the main thing is the reason why I don't typically get into shooters is I have no interest in military. 
like realistic military stuff like I don't care but when it comes to like fantastical weapons that shoot lasers and giant laser swords and you know spaceships I'm all about that like same thing with like a splatoon like I don't care about you know shooters but this is literally a thing where you paint I like painting but it's a basically like splatoon's basically a shooter but it's they've changed the guns to be paint brushes and then all of a sudden I'm all about it but what are but what is your opinion on a taser grenade launcher? <laughs> I'm all for it, Joe. Put that in Metal Gear Six. What about a launcher that launches miniature nukes? Why do they gotta be miniature? I mean, have you ever tried to carry a gun that launches nukes? Can't I can't say I have. What about what about a sword that is doused in gasoline that catches fire? A flaming sword, if you will. That you have to carry a fuel pack on your back. Hmm. All of this and more that you can do in the nuclear wasteland of Concord, Connecticut. Is that where Concord is, or is that Massachusetts? I have no idea. I don't know my geography very well. Fallout 4. I'm going to talk about it. How many glitches? Actually, that's a good question. (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Okay, so, so I have played maybe about... Fallout 4 came out last week. I've played maybe about oh, I, eh, 12 to 13 hours of this game. And now that I really think about it, I can't really say how many glitches I've encountered because I can't name one. That's not to say that the game is entirely polished. It's still as janky as every other Fallout game ever released ever. Um, there are a few times where I've been afraid that I've broken the game. And then yep. <laughs> it doesn't break. I see Fallout and Bethesda games in general. I have trust issues. I can't trust them anymore because sometimes things break in a fantastic, wonderful way, and sometimes things break in a way that I have to reload, like a save from a day ago, because something broke horribly. Ugh. And you can, and I feel like with this game, it's like the eye of a storm in that I cannot tell I can everything is seems to be going everything seems to be a little bit more polished than past games so when things start to go wrong I immediately like just cringe in anticipation for something bad happening either way I have not played enough of this game to really encounter anything substantial um the big difference and they talked about a lot of this on the bombcast so Unless you've listened to that already, you'll probably kind of know like some of the things I'm going to talk about. But a lot of the Fallout games kind of open up. They open you up in the middle of a lot of things going on. Like once you get out of the tutorial section, you're kind of placed in such a way on your map that in any direction you go in, you'll probably find something interesting and that will lead to more things. This game, they kind of put you out in the middle of nowhere with nothing interesting going on. And you kind of have to do a little bit of work 
to get to anything meaningful in content. And so yeah, these past 12 hours of me playing this game has just me been has just been me working towards that content. And I think that's why I haven't encountered too many glitches cuz a lot of the stuff I've been, mm. I've messed with has been pretty rudimentary. But um I don't know, my overall opinions on this. This kind of feels like a weird sort of Fallout 3.5. I guess is like the only way I can really articulate my feelings is that it's it's a it's a much better looking game. It's much better looking. They've streamlined a lot of stuff uh, with regards to like looting, um, with regards to your perks, with regards to leveling up. The RPG elements have been kind of overhauled to kind of they make more sense. They're less daunting, but I wouldn't necessarily say dumbed down. Though some will disagree with me. Um, but with all that being said, it all of it feels like a half step. It feels like a like non-committal to something new. Like they improved it just enough that I can recognize the improvement, but it's still kind of jank. It's actually still really jank. It's amazingly yeah. jank. Like this game. <laughs> that, that's what I've been hearing. <laughs> it's it's amazingly jank, but you know it it comes with that charm. It's yeah. It's um. Uh, I don't know. I I need to play more of it. I need to get more engrossed into the story. So far, I've not done too much story stuff, and what I from what I have done has just been okay. Uh, and I feel like once I get into that, I'll know. I'll have some feeling. But yeah, as of right now, I'm enjoying it. But I'm not like, I'm not as enthused as I was with something like Metal Gear Solid Five. Like that was just night and day. This is amazing. I love every minute yeah. of this. I can't stop playing. And then Fallout 4, it's like, I like this game. I will continue playing this game. I am not thinking about this game when I'm in class and daydreaming. You know, it's kind of that difference. Dang. It, yeah, and I mean, and maybe that's kind of sh- selling how I feel about it a little short. But it's not like, it's something that like when I have free time, I'll play and I'll enjoy. But I'm not salivating to get back to it. Um that being said, it's not like I'm going to play any other game right now. I'm not cheating on Fallout 4. <laughs> I love you, Fallout 4. But you're like a one-night stand, whereas Metal Gear Solid 5 was bride material. I don't know. So I have, I have, a, I have a few questions. Go for it. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple questions. A few, a couple. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? So uh, one complaint that I heard from... Oh God! I think it was Colin Moriarty. He mentioned that he didn't like the change to, uh, and and I'm just caveat. I have not played either of the Fallout games that, of this style, uh-huh. so I have no idea where he's coming from. Sure, but he mentioned that when you level up in this game, you you have more control about where your skill points go, but that doesn't so that makes it uh, so that you aren't necessarily always getting more powerful and that in the past games when you leveled up your stats would always increase like your power would always increase or something like that mm-hmm. but in this game since you can put the points wherever you want you could be leveling up all the time but putting your points other elsewhere and not actually getting more powerful is that something that has so yes affected you at all so that that's a good so the thing about that so yeah so i guess just to kind of give a rough overview 
yeah, Fallout 3, you had, like, basically two kind of separate things that you would allocate points in. You had your perks, which was pick this one kind of special uh, thing. Like, maybe it would be a perk that you gain more strength when you're in direct sunlight. Or you can now eat other humans and become a cannibal. Like, those were perks, and those just kind of added different, like, gameplay elements that you could have your character perform and then you had the separate kind of thing called um what were those called they were just skills and you would have skills for like big guns skill for small guns skill for medicine and you could put you would put points into that and you know if you upped your medicine real high then you know you could heal a lot more or put more into guns you would you know your guns would hit harder and this time around you don't do that it's all perks but the difference is, and I think this is a fair change they've made, is now there are perks that will increase the damage your big guns do by, like, 20%. So, yeah, in a way, he's right. Um, I So far, it feels like they've balanced the game in such a way that it hasn't been a problem. So, yeah, I don't feel more powerful, but I do feel more capable with some things, with some of my skills, I don't necessarily see it as a problem. Long story short. Okay. Yeah, because uh, so Greg Miller took the side that you that you're going on, and Colin took the other side. So it's I'm a just fair trying debate. to. It is a fair debate. Whenever you change something, there's going to be people that don't like it. It's always will be. Yeah, th- yeah, that was part of a lot of people's concerned concerns with it's like oh it's being dumbed down it's like well honestly back in the day like putting in points into skills was easy the perk screen was atrociously designed and so because of it I would always try to get out of that screen as fast as possible and I feel like the changes they've made it just it works a lot better so and then another thing so I'm just wondering like Is the jankiness still acceptable? Because more and more games are becoming open world and larger, and they don't have these same issues. But is Fallout 4 really still that much larger and more expansive that it can get away with it? Or Because I, I, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5, but from what I've heard, it's extremely polished, and it's a huge game. So... Uh, I don't know. It's, I want to see how you feel about it. It's a good... That's also a good question. Um, yeah, because... It, yeah, it's one of those things where it's still kind of in the realm of charming and that, like, I can appreciate it like I appreciate something like dead, uh, Deadly Premonition. It's not that bad. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think the the core difference between something that Fallout is doing and something like Metal Gear Solid or The Witcher is there's a level of interactability you have with the world that you don't necessarily get out of those games. So, like, Metal Gear Solid, I think that's a good example, is that basically the missions in Metal Gear Solid could be compartmentalized into their own levels like you would any other stealth action game. It just so happens to have dumped that all into one, you know, seamless world. You know, you're not... You can only pick up weapons... There's not, like, a lot of stuff that you can destroy, and the stuff you can destroy has all been, like, prefab to be destroyed. 
the difference with that is in a Bethesda game, you can basically like pick up a whole bunch of. Uh, you'll go into say like a a large kitchen, and you will have pots and pans and ladles and all this other shit everywhere. Like everywhere, like you can expect in post-apocalyptia, and you can pick up all that shit, and you can move all that shit. And that shit, when you set off bombs, will go flying through the air. It all has its own physics. There's a lot of interactability with the world. You can kill people, main story people, people that are initiate triggers. And I guess there's just a lot more moving parts, honestly. Because even in something like Metal Gear Solid 5, it's all very compartmentalized to its corner of the map. You know, it, Metal Gear Solid 5 did not need to be open world. It, it just so happened to be. So, I don't know. Like, it's a good question because on the one hand, I do believe that there is potential for Fallout to be more polished. I think a lot of the jank is mostly because they're working with an older engine. And so that's kind of on them. But on the other hand, there's no way that this game could exist without there being some some glitches. It's like they were also talking about on, I think it was the bombcast with David Lang, is that it's impossible to test all this shit. Like, unless you remove a lot of the elements that makes the Fallout games particularly interesting for people. So, I do think they could do better. I think they could do better. And like anything, I'll put up with it to a point. I'll, I'll accept the jankiness, the jankiness, whatever. That I don't mind. But when you're dropping frame rates to, like, the single digits, that's kind of bullshit. That's that's a different yeah. thing. That's a uh, that's something that I don't necessarily believe should be as, forgiven, as forgivable. Um, yeah, it's... I, I guess just a lot of people went into this expecting it to be the shit show that was Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. And by God, they got that. So, you know, it's not like anyone was expecting, you know, anything, anything more for what they paid for. Yeah. It's a weird situation. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Because literally they are the only ones who could get, could get away with this, honestly. Yeah. And, and, maybe, and maybe if we had played, if one either of us had played more open world stuff, because like, now I'm wondering like, how does it compare to The Witcher Witcher 3 like that's pretty open and big like uh, yeah like I just want to see how this, these these things compare um, but I'm not I'm not educated enough on those types of games to really know I just remember that the my one of my earliest memories of Fallout 3 was I realized I could pick up a clipboard and I ended up just picking up every clipboard I saw like that's the <laughs> kind of game this is so you know Witcher is also open world, but it's just like any other RPG. Everyone just stands in the same spot, waiting to give you their quest, and not much else is going on. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I can't speak for The Witcher either. I feel like that's the most that's the most like comparison. I feel like Metal Gear Solid Five almost it's barely an open world game. Like it is, but it didn't have to be. 
It's open in it's open world in the same way Far Cry three and four are open world. Like they didn't need to be. There's like there's some stuff to explore, but you don't you there's really no reason for it to be that way other than just to make it like that. I don't know. So Joe. Yes. You predicted correctly because I just saw a news report. Star Wars Battlefront planned to have sequels. No way. <laughs> yep. Of according course, to EA. Of course they're not going to stop at Battlefront 1. Of course. Well, yeah. I think we all knew that. But I yeah. think it's funny that literally the day after it came out, they're like, yeah, it's going to be sequels. It's like you didn't even wait to like, you know. I mean, they were Could probably looking at the numbers. Someday. They were probably looking at the day one sales numbers and are like, yeah, if the next one is even like three quarters of this, we're, yeah, let's do it. Like, they, by, by <laughs> coming out and looking at the sales numbers, they guarantee that this, <clears throat> that any future releases will be a sound investment. I mean, the next one will just sell more because there will be more <laughs> consoles out there. To sell to. Presumably, yeah. Exactly. So. Bigger market. Yeah. Yeah. We're analysts here. (laughs) We're analysts without the numbers, so you can trust us extra special. We don't put a spin (laughs) on it because we can't. (laughs) But yeah. Otherwise, uh, I read Bambi, and then I watched the movie Bambi. Okay. And let me just tell you that the film Bambi is a shit adaptation of the novel. What? Yeah. Wait, how long is how long is the novel? Novel is about, well, the novel's technically 200 pages, but it's like a large ass font. You could probably read it in about 3 hours, honestly. It's really easy to blaze through. Um and the movie was only 60 67 minutes Bambi the original Disney movie is a really short movie I did not realize how short that movie was hmm I haven't seen it in a long time I I knew I saw it once and I could not remember for the life of me like anything about that movie and then I watched it because I had to for German lit and that movie's long like not like not long by like minute value but long as in there's like nothing that goes on in that movie it's so fucking slow <laughs> and they and they hmm. and Walt Disney completely missed the point of the novel completely what the, missed point the point isn't that the point isn't that his mom died no in fact that's such a small facet so let me t- let me tell you about Bambi let me tell you about Bambi the novel tell, tell me about it so Bambi the novel was written by an Austrian Jewish man whose name escapes me, and I feel really bad about that. And Bambi was written originally as sort of a... Would it be an allegory or a metaphor? Or basically, basically the deer represent the Jews. Oh. And it's the Jews who are coming to terms with their, their placement in the world, specifically with Europe, and how... Uh, humans, aka European people, are subjecting the deer to discrimination. And in the novel, some big 
points, some big differences in the novel is, well, one, Bambi's mother is never, like, confirmed killed. He just loses her. It's presumed huh. that she was gotten. But, yeah, there was a lot more violence. People got shot in Bambi. Guts came out in the novel Bambi. But, huh. but the whole point of the book was to serve as that allegory for the Jewish population. The hunter, the hunters were not necessarily, it was not a criticism against hunting. The guy who wrote the book actually was a very avid hunter. But, you know, I don't know. He he just didn't believe in, like, being crazy about it. And then Disney took it as anti-hunting, and so the his cartoon adaption was strictly anti-hunting. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There were there there were things in the book that I think were are smartly written. Like there's this one dear Gobo who ends up getting captured by the humans and domesticated, and then Gobo returns to the deer and he's all like, No, the humans are great. I love the humans. And then he runs out in the meadow and gets shot. And he's like, Help me, Bambi, and Bambi's like, uh, no, I don't want to get shot. That should have been in the movie, damn it. <laughs> that was that was that was a life lesson. Never to trust the man. I don't know. I felt like sharing that because... I think it's important. It's, it's, it's an important life lesson not to trust the man. We do that every day here on <laughs> Shit Gamer Say. Wait, every week. I don't know. I, that's, it's really interesting. It's, it's interesting to see where that, like, where Bambi fucking got its start from. Like, the source material... Because everything else, like Cinderella and all that that other fairy tale nonsense, we've all heard those stories before. No one has ever heard Bambi before. No one's reading no. that novel. Yeah. Also, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Also, I love it how the skunk is called Flower. And I feel like at the beginning of the movie Bambi, you know, Flower has a high-pitched voice because he's young. And Bambi's like, oh, you're a pretty flower. And Flower's like, oh, shucks. But, you know, in a girl tone. And he has eyelashes. So, honestly, this is the most ambiguous character ever because you hear, you see, you see Flower, the skunk, and it's like, oh, that must be a girl. And then puberty hits all of them come springtime. And then all of a sudden, Flower's all like, yo, guys, yo, what's going on? I got to get me some poon. It's springtime. Oh, time to make. Oh, shucks. I'm a flower. Oh, Bambi, you one crazy motherfucker. Don't be like that. Yeah, his voice <laughs> drops. And it's just like, okay. All right, flower. If that is your real name. Uh, also, yeah, they had original, like, I swear to God, the voice actors in the Bambi movie we're all like real children, like real 10-year-olds, and it's the most grating thing because sound quality back then was shit. So, like, high-pitched tones come across way more high-pitched than they need to be. I was about ready to kill Thumper. <laughs> way too fucking annoying. Couldn't deal. Couldn't deal. Ugh. And then, yeah. Otherwise... The cavalry came in, and Cisco gave me a job offer Monday. I, it's crazy. It's alarming to me how long they waited. Yeah, like do, it's it, no. it, yeah, you're right. It kind of 
do they not va- like it's so weird to me cuz like most companies already made the commitments with the people they were going to hire at this point dude you are preaching to the fucking choir like i agree like it's it's so it's it's like one of those things it's one thing to send me an offer this late in the game honestly they're not the first everyone else i've interviewed with has just gotten around to like sending me acceptances and rejections so it's not the time that they're doing it that's the issue it's that you went radio silent for like two and a half fucking months like holy shit like a little bit of an update would have been nice also, Cisco's a huge company compared to the other companies that you were talking to. Like, typically bigger companies don't wait this long. Yeah, they shouldn't. And I've talked with some other people at Cisco, and they haven't, like, or who, like, interned with me, and they haven't heard back from Cisco yet. So apparently I was, like, the first on the of the group to get contacted. I don't know what that says, considering they waited Weird. so long to, in the first place. I think Cisco is going through some pain right now. I think they're bleeding a bit. Um, Because I know they had a round of layoffs last year. And they're just... Yeah. Elon Musk has said some not-so-nice things about Cisco. Really? What'd he say? That they're basically a zombie. That Hmm. they're moving into cloud computing and are getting beat every step of the way. uh, Because they're... they're, uh, options are not scalable um so yeah i don't know i don't know uh i'll probably take so yeah radiance the defense contractor said that they move forward with a different candidate and my other option is an it consultant firm up in cleveland who's paying like 55 fuck that no don't don't do it no i'm not doing that that's yeah that's similar to the offer that progressive tried to give me and i was like uh you can you can shove it yeah i mean (laughs) yeah like the the work environment seemed like it seemed like a fine option like of course i wouldn't be making money but at least my the people there were seemed great like all 20 to 30 somethings but yeah no like versus an offer from cisco who i will tell you whose dollar amount after this after we're off but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's like night and fucking day so it's kind of a no-brainer so now i need to get yeah, back to though though where you'd be living has a much higher cost of living this this is true this is true um yeah probably double so yeah no we'll, we'll <laughs> more than we'll, double actually we'll, yeah i'll figure it out like it's manageable at least i know people who have been making less out there who have been able to live somewhat comfortably so yeah we'll see we'll see we'll cross that r- bridge when we get to it but now I need to tell the consultant firm that I'm rescinding my uh, acceptance because I accepted the offer, but they only gave me a day to accept it. So I kind of have, that's kind of like my excuse for saying, actually, no, no, thank you anymore. What are they going to do? Well, apparently they're behind on, they need to hire 15 more people by the end of the year. So they're kind of SOL. Yeah. They're kind of SOL right now. (laughs) Why fifteen? Because their their like revenue is doubling every year, and they they need to grow now. I remember when a company did that. Yeah, they laid a bunch of people off the next exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. No, you don't. It's uh, scary. Don't grow as fast as your money is growing. That's because the growth might not continue at that rate. No, like not only are they growing uh-huh. like fifty per, or like doubling every year. But they're also like ninety five percent 
of their work is using a particular piece of software or is modifying a particular piece of software, they are highly uh, specialized. And I don't mean that with a positive connotation. I mean that with a very, very yeah. bad connotation. As it, as in one minor change in the market could fuck the most. Exactly. Of course, their competition is the competing, the competing software is Oracle. So I'm not necessarily sure if that's... I don't know. I don't know. Well, Oracle. I'll tell you a few things. Well, I, I probably shouldn't talk about Oracle. <laughs> Garmin uses Oracle, and let's say we have a love-hate relationship with them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is the person who... So apparently Salesforce was the software that they're using in competition against Oracle, and Salesforce hmm. was sound was founded by a former Oracle employee who basically said, fuck Oracle. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, it's kind of like getting in the middle of a family feud. Only a little bit. Whatever. This is my life. So I'm going to take that offer and everything is working out now. So now I can just drink as was the initial plan this entire semester. Good. I didn't want to know a Joe Boda that wasn't drunk off his ass. Uh, no one does. No one does. <laughs> it's a it's a sad time to be in. So, um, yeah. Have you been playing anything else, Peter? Have you been doing anything? Oh, I know. How the fuck did the meeting go yesterday? Yes. I need to okay, know. Okay, so, so uh, I didn't talk about this on the podcast last week. I don't know why I should have, but um, there has been a meetup going on to create an indie game studio in the Kansas City area because Kansas City is one of the very few major cities in America that doesn't have an indie game studio and it was interesting so the last week's meeting was basically like a kickoff meeting to say like hey this is who each of us are and then they gave us this little I don't know they gave us a presentation but the presentation was like basically like gaming game studio 101 like did you know that Kansas City is in the top five places to be a gamer, but we don't have a gaming studio. It's like, wait, no. how do you choose? How is like, what does that even mean that we're in the top five places to be a gamer? Like what, what are the rankings based off of? And I knew the list was wrong immediately when I looked at it in like San Francisco wasn't even on the list. Like that's probably like one of the top places to be a gamer. <laughs> like, what? what are their like, sources? What, are what were their sources? I don't, there was no sources listed. I was just like, okay, that's an interesting graph. Um. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah and then I don't know they were explaining like development cycles and like yeah we're, we're gonna work on we're gonna do scrum but instead but we're gonna do scrum but probably won't have a scrum master I'm like well then you're not doing scrum uh, <laughs> great awesome yeah anarchy is what they're advocating for <laughs> I don't know. And then a bunch of people introduced themselves. I was surprised by the number of professionals that were there. Um, but I was also, but there, uh, which is good. So there was a good hearty amount of professionals, but there was also a bunch of amateurs there. There was a bunch of people that they're still in school, which is fine. And I have no, I have no problem with that. But the ones that were more alarming were the people that had graduated and still don't have jobs yet. Jesus Christ! And it's almost December. What? And like one of them was like, "Yeah, I'm still still looking. Um, uh, yeah, this hopefully this turns into something." I'm like, "Oh shit, man!" So are, and you're a computer science major, and you can't find a job. Uh, They're like throwing those at people. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a good 
that's what I was gonna ask. Is like, what are all are all of these guys computer science backgrounds? No, we're it's actually so. There's actually a very well rounded. We have a very well rounded team right now, and that's the thing that seems promising. Um, I find that this is a very promising venture. I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but I feel that it could work out because we have a very even split of artists, animators, programmers, and designers, and. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, I'm one of the programmers. Also, put my name in as like, hey, I can help with game design because I know how games work. And then, yeah, we got a bunch of art. And also, um, uh, musicians. We have several people that are just like, yeah, I don't really play games, but I write music and you can use my music in the game. I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds, yeah, sure. So, so what's their model? Like, like, okay, actually, a better question. You said you mentioned a lot of people with technical backgrounds. Is there any business majors? Are there anyone? Is there anyone who no, can procure no business pe- funding? No business people. So, that that so that's that's one of the issues. Is that okay? So here, let me give you. Luckily, this didn't happen, and I I wasn't gonna get riled up unless this actually happened. But we voted on a studio name, which at this point it's like whatever. The studio name can change at any time because we we don't we aren't even a studio yet. Like we basically are a bunch of people that might might start a studio and we're thinking about some game ideas because um, really we haven't even started development we don't even have tools yet we haven't decided what engine we don't have roles we're just a bunch of dudes and we voted on a name the name so some of the names that were proposed I was just like okay guys if you legitimately want this to be a studio and you legitimately want to publish games you can't use that name one of them was so moist one of them was fuck off are you serious not so one of them that... W- okay, this one was in third place for the voting. Not so basic bitches. That was the third place vote. Luckily, it was third place, so it didn't win. The first place was Squiggly Bit. And I actually like that. I okay, voted for that's that okay. one. That's okay. I was like, Squiggly Bit. That's kind of cool because it's a bit and it's squiggly. And we looked it up and no, there's no studios with that name. And even the domain is available. So I'm like, this is perfect. I like Squiggly Bit. So that's the name of our studio right now. It's Squiggly Bit. I have another question. How many women? Uh, not. I would say it's the same kind of uh, split that you get in, you know, like a CS class. Like, I would say it's about twenty percent women. Okay, that's that's still all right. Yeah, there there's an, there is a few enough to say that we're. It's about as much as I would expect. It's not lower than I would expect. It's not higher than I would, than I would expect. It's just about what you expected. Just about what I expect. But uh, yeah, there. as with anything that is gaming related, there's some weirdos there. So I don't know if the, those folks will keep coming, but yeah. Um, and there were some nice guys. Like there's this one guy that I met. He's He was a really awesome dude and we chatted. And uh, like, so we're changing the location that we're meeting because some uh, other place was going to sponsor us and say, hey, you can meet here for free because before we were paying to be in the library. Well, I wasn't paying, but the, whoever's <laughs> leading up the, the group was paying for us to have a uh, spot at the library. Yeah. And this guy, I was like, oh, yeah, where's that at? He's like, oh, it's on 95th. Here, I can I can draw you up a map. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Like, I, I, I know where 95th Street is. He's like, no, wait, you sure? I can really, like, he's being so helpful. I'm like, no, dude, you're, you're cool. Like, thanks for helping. Just show me the I, Google I know Maps. 
so yeah there were some definitely some really uh, nice people there and i'm hoping that it works out well there's some it seemed like there were some talented people like there were legitimate artists there and some people with a lot of experience like someone that had been doing programming for like 20 years or something and he's basically this was his story basically he said yeah i've always wanted to work on games but you know you get a job out of college and then you kind of feel like you've been you know kind of shoehorned into that job and then you keep going down that path and then 20 years pass you're like fuck man what did i do and now you guys have to save me from my job dude i keep keep doing this because okay this can go one of two ways either this can be something interesting that manifests into something that's cool to talk about or and more likely it's just going to dissolve into a clusterfuck of just complete like unpreparedness yeah and that that'll be equally entertaining if not more (laughs) so i wholeheartedly anticipate I mean, you, the the statistics are against us. Most studios fail, especially um, ones that want to name themselves so moist. Yeah, mostly. I think that was because uh, some of the folks in this group, as I said, are still in college, and they're not even like computer people. Like one of them was just like, "Yeah, I'm in art school." I'm like, "Well, that's fine. I have nothing against art school, but clearly." your mindset's a little bit different from what <laughs> a game studio that needs to succeed would be in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like it would be nice if there was some like technical artists or yeah. something like well, that. Well, I mean, there were, there are several animators. So I'm just like, they're like, yeah, legitimately we work with like, you know, 3d studio max and import, you know, models and, do what they move how they move like we've make made animated films for projects and stuff like that. yeah yeah you need those people that's awesome i have found that shaders are grossly grossly um what's the word i'm looking for people don't seem to give enough fucks about shaders shaders are hard shaders Shaders are are really hard when you know how to do them you are a valuable asset because god damn it it's like night and day graphically i had to write I had to write a very simple shader for a graphics class. Like literally it was it was so simple. It's just supposed to be a shadow. Like some shadow on like a shadow on a ball, like basically that sort of thing. And it took me like a week and, I, and it still looked terrible. Like it shadow like shaders are no joke. <laughs> yeah, and the but the great thing about 3DS Max is it it basically just turns it into a here's a bunch of boxes to alter like it, it's it simplifies the process. Yes. So. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I, I'm hopeful. I hope this turns out well. Like I'm interested. The only thing that's kind of so I don't know. They they want us to pitch our games next week. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but they said that our first game is supposed to be something really small that would only take us a few months to work Tetris. on and just kind of and just kind of get used to working as a team as like a test run. And based on how that goes, we'll either scrap that project or actually release it or just call the whole thing off. Like, <laughs> basically, this is going to be the test run to see how the studio is going to work. Wait, I have an and, idea. Uh, 3D Tetris. And by that, I mean, instead of having to clear a line, you have to clear a plane. So, Joe. Think about it. Joe, that already exists. But, but. It came out for the Virtual Boy. But that's the virtual boy. 
<laughs> no you one can played, play it on the Virtual no Boy right that, now. No one played that game. I think <laughs> it's okay, Peter. I think it'll be all right. So I have an idea. So I had an idea, and now it's slowly morphing into something else. I don't know what to do with it. Wreck the Tasmanian Devil. The first idea was, <laughs> so they were saying, well, maybe we could do something with VR. I'm like, well, I guess we could, but it's not like what I'm super interested in. And I was like, wait, so if I was going to make a VR game, what would I want it to be? And I was like, well, I'd want it to be something funny. And like the whole point of VR is like you can't move that fast or you get motion sick or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, okay. What would make someone not want to move fast? I'm like, well, if they felt bad or sick, I was like, okay, how about a game where you need to throw up? And you need to get, you're basically going through like a building and depending on where you go to throw up, you get more points. So like if you just go to the garbage can, like that's, that's too easy. But if you somehow get into like the ladies restroom when you're a dude and like throw up there, that's like bonus points. Like, or if you throw up into someone, like someone's like dress or something like that's bonus Your points. That's ballsy. Lap. Yeah. Something like that. Like. I like it. But now I like it. Now, now I've evolved it to be, it's Tony Hawk but with throw up. Wait, but what? You throw up in front of you to get your feet all squeaky, like all slippery, and then you slide around and you do tricks. <laughs> I uh, I wish you could see my face right now because I I just <laughs> I don't know how to articulate how I feel about this. Yeah, I, I got to figure it out before next week when we're supposed to pitch these ideas. At least it's not a character action platformer. I really wanted to do that. I really wanted I to know. come in and just be like, okay, so we have this guy. We have a, we have like basically pitch Crash Bandicoot, but not mention Crash Bandicoot or anything related to Crash Bandicoot. Just rename everything to something else and just see if they would buy it. Or let's just use a property that no one cares about anymore. How about Bubsy, the resurrection? <laughs> Bubsy's back, and he's ready to kick some ass. No? Maybe. I hope so. Bring Back Bandicoot is still active on Twitter. They're, they're really trying. Uh, they're really trying. God help them. They're posting... So, it would be one thing if they... So, pretty much every day they tweet at... Adam boys and the crew say like you know make the list or whatever that hashtag was building it was building the list you know that one that one and it's one thing to be like okay we're going to tweet about the good crash games but they've gotten to the point where they're tweeting pictures of the bad crash games I'm like no don't tweet about those ones like that's just making your argument worse <laughs> like don't tweet about the Wrath of Cortex, one of the most middling Crash Bandicoot games. Like, come on. Uh, that's just that's just what fandom does. It it corrupts you, and then pretty soon you're beyond the point of saving, and so you have to take them behind the barn and put them down. Ugh. Speaking about putting things down. Um. Uh, wait, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, Bambi. Yeah! No, wait. Back to Bambi. Uh, putting down some serious moolah to get amiibos. 
Uh, is, yeah. is that the transition you were going for? Amiibo <laughs> minute. So new Amiibos came out this uh, Sunday. Came out on actually new ones came out on Friday and Sunday, but. I already had the ones on Friday pre-ordered, so they just showed up at my house. Perfect. No such luck on the ones that came out Sunday because they were Toys R Us exclusive and they did not do online orders. Hmm. You know what was exclusive to Toys R Us on Sunday, Joe? Uh, The Animal Crossing Amiibos? No, those were not exclusive. And I got all those pretty easily. I got Tom Nook. I got... Um, Yarn Yoshi then. I got Mabel and I got those other... I got... There's a three-pack of some other... They're like the goats and then... um. Tommy and Timmy. Tommy and Timmy are not out, and actually, Tommy and Timmy have not been announced. But Yet. they got leaked. They're coming. They got leaked. If we're gonna get the fucking like porcupine hedgehog fashion designer, we're gonna get the fucking spawn of the most greedy motherfucker in those games. Guarantee better. it. Fucking better. Bastard yeah, children. It was, it was uh mega yarn Yoshi. I didn't realize how expensive Mega Yarn Yoshi was until I got there and saw the price tag. All right, let me let's uh, let's take a minute for me to guess. Thirty-two dollars. Uh, no. Um, one hundred and thirty-two dollars. <laughs> you were closer before. <laughs> uh, twenty-seven dollars. You're getting farther away. Do you know? Okay. Uh, it's a 40, nice round number. Forty dollars. It was forty dollars, and I bought two of them. Y- Wait, why? Because that's what I do, Joe. I buy, I buy two, y- one for the box and one out of You've the box. You've been doing this. I didn't realize you were still doing that, huh? I, that's what I. Yeah, I bought two Tom Nooks. I put one up in my shelf, and I put one in a box underneath my bed, never to be seen by the world again. Well, maybe we'll see. That's what he gets. But the Tom, I like the Tom Nook. Tom Nook's, Tom Nook's a cool one. And Yarn Yoshi is huge. He's bigger than I thought he was going to be. It's almost as if he's mega, mega Yarn Yoshi. And the you know the best part is Joe. He's made of yarn. You know what the other best part is Joe? <laughs> uh, um, no, I don't. What is the best other best part? <laughs> So in all the promotional like photos and stuff, they were showing Mega Yarn Yoshi standing. I feel like they made them, and then they realized, oh fuck, these things actually don't stand. So when you get the box, the box, um, when you open it, it there's a way to fold it to make a stand for the Yarn Yoshi to actually stand up, because otherwise it just falls on its face. Aw, drunk Yarn <laughs> Yoshi. We've all been there, little so- guy. <laughs> so yeah and uh more amiibos are coming um friday so two days from now falco will be out but i already have him pre-ordered at best buy seems like he'll be easy to get the amiibos are easy to get now joe they stop they have a lot of stock they had uh over 20 yarn yoshis at this toys r us Ooh. and everyone got one yeah uh there's not a stock issue anymore uh nintendo su- figured it out they figured out how to make these so there's no no more camping out. I did not camp out. I, I walked in several minutes after the store had opened and still got one. So, uh, and okay. So Chibi Robo, the Chibi Robo Amiibo, um, previously o- exclusive to the game is going to be available exclusive to Amazon. This just got announced 30 minutes ago Yay! and it's going to, it's going to be up tomorrow. Like, I, I don't know why they waited so long, like literally the day before, but 
Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to buy that on Amazon tomorrow. I mean, yeah. yes. Yes, if you want to maintain your Chibi streak Robo, of Joe. acquiring Amiibo. I love Chibi Robo. He's okay. Why is he not in Smash? Because as much as you love Chibi Robo, there's a certain other man that far more people know about and honestly care about. Cloud Strife Cloud. is coming <laughs> to Super Smash Bros. 4 as well as presumably Amiibo. I guarantee you they're going to make an Amiibo. Oh, they are, they've they've already said that every Smash Brothers character will be an Amiibo. Right, and you, like the sucker you are, are going to buy two of them. Yeah, maybe Support I'll buy a third one. Third one for you, Joe. Is, a third one for fuck, you. Fuck, I don't want your cloud. <laughs> I, yeah, that that was uh, fucking out of left field. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I did not anticipate that, especially considering that Cloud has never been a Nintendo-aligned character. Like, it, w- it started on PlayStation... And pretty much every game that Cloud has been on has been on PlayStation. Not every game, but pretty much every game. Yeah, I think it all comes down to how you view it as... Do you view it as, oh, we need a Final Fantasy character to put in here? Because, you know, Final Fantasy does have a lot... Its roots in Nintendo until the schism. Cloud himself does not. um, Outside of Kingdom Hearts and Theatrhythm. I don't know. The way I see it is once upon a time, everyone in Smash Bros. were Nintendo characters. And then they had, like, Sonic and all those other guys, and they're like, wow, I guess those guys aren't Nintendo characters. <laughs> but I, I guess they were on Nintendo consoles. Now we've just moved to Phase 2, where it's like, wow, those guys aren't on Nintendo consoles, or are they Nintendo characters? But I guess they're iconic. And pretty soon after this, we're going to move into non-video game-related characters, like Hulk Hogan. Or some shit. I don't know. I think I don't think Nintendo Nintendo doesn't like to get into those types of controversial <laughs> characters. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you? I mean, I don't know about you, but I think Kirby has something to hide. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. That's actually that's like really fucking fascinating, especially considering PlayStation All Stars couldn't even get a fucking yeah. hold of him. That's true. PlayStation All-Stars didn't even have a Final Fantasy character. But you know, well, they got big PlayStation Daddy. All-Stars didn't even have Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, which basically created the PlayStation brand in America. So, I mean, who knows? It's going to be really great how like, you know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be weird if PlayStation brand ceased to exist? And had to go to Nintendo platforms, and then you just started adding PlayStation <laughs> characters. And it's like, hey, remember I, when we tried to make our own fighting game and failed miserably? Of course, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm just imagining in this like fake universe that I've made inside my head. Honestly, it seems like they're closer to getting Crash and Spyro into Smash Brothers than PlayStation All Stars at this point. <laughs> it all comes down to that dollar sign, yo. Yep. Yep. And while we're talking about Nintendo Direct announcements, Pokemon Red and Blue, Red, Blue, and Yellow are coming to the 3DS eShop. I just don't care. I like. Yeah, I'm kind of with you because they're not even the best Pokemon game. 
Well, yeah, so two big things. One, yes, they're not even the best ones. Um, Also, they remade uh, Red and Blue into Fire Red and Leaf Green, which were superior. And those were better games. Yeah, those were good games. The only good thing about this is Pokemon Yellow, because I think that's a unique game that is... Not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's necessarily better than Red and Blue, but, you know, it's a more unique experience. It hasn't been recreated. That being said, as a filthy, filthy pirate, it's very easy to download, like, what is, is it called Virtual Boy Advanced or whatever? And then get a ROM? Something like that. Like, it literally literally take me five minutes to get that set up and running. Yeah. And there's no issues. Totally. I think the thing here is Nintendo... The big thing that Nintendo made a big deal about is that they said they have implemented trading through Wi-Fi through uh, the 3DS Wi-Fi uh, connection between two two 3DSs, which no other Game Boy games have gotten that treatment. If a game had any sort of uh, link cable features before, they were just ignored due to the 3DS not having a link cable. It's all wireless now have they but have they talked about pokemon they made an exception on these they have not but in the past uh game boy games have been around five dollars uh yeah honestly they at this point they should just be giving one of those games out free with if you buy a pokemon game actually that would be a good promotion if you buy like x2 or Pokemon Z or whatever the next fucking thing that is that comes out, they <laughs> should just be like, yeah, have a free. Here's a voucher for red, blue, or yellow. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Won't happen, but it'd be nice. Yeah. So how many of these announcements do we want to go through? Because there's a whole bunch. I mean, of them. might as well. It's a. It's been a light week. Where are we at on time? Oh, we're. F- just, just, let's just go through them. Let's just go through them. Okay, let's just, let's just go through. We'll comment quickly. Uh, those are the ones that I think we care most about. The rest of these, we probably don't care. Totally. Uh, Mother 3 coming to Wii U Virtual Console. Yay. Okay. okay. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends coming to 3DS. And we'll include a female Link called Linkle. Fucking, I didn't care about Hyrule Warriors when it came out. And I could, I care even less about one that's coming to a handheld platform. Yeah, my roommate uh, bought Hyrule Warriors because he's a big Zelda fan, and he seemed to enjoy it. Actually, he's also a big... Um, God, what's the name Dynasty of it? Dynasty Warriors. Di- he's, he's a big Dynasty Warriors fan as well, and he was eating it up, but I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is... You're literally I, hitting the same button over and over again for hours. Nothing, nothing all, is challenging we, you. You haven't died at we all. We can already disregard his taste. <laughs> um... Dragon Twist, Dragon Twist, Dragon <laughs> Quest Seven and Eight are coming to the 3DS next year. All right, cool. Uh, uh, Fire Emblem Fates launching in February. Is that a new Fire Emblem with, game with two versions? Two versions. Oh, really? Kind of like Pokemon. T- stop, stop, stop yourself if you've heard that before. <laughs> uh, Star Fox Zero is delayed till April. It probably needed that. Probably. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which I'm excited to get because I like Mario and Luigi and I love Paper Mario, so this combination is going to be crazy. Crazy. Uh, coming out in January, January 22nd. 
Ooh, that's three days away from my start date. Awesome. You're going to celebrate by getting some paper jam? I mean, might actually, maybe. <laughs> um, Pokin Tournament is going to have Amiibo support, and it's coming in the spring. Sounds good. Get it to me. Yeah. I'm excited. I I didn't know it was going to come this soon. I knew it was out in arcades, but they've been so silent about it. Um coming out in America that I just thought, well, maybe it'll never come it's out. It's almost like, like oh, nope, it's an incredibly in niche product. Yeah, it seems so. From what I've heard, it hasn't done great in arcades. Yeah. Um Nintendo's next free to start title, not free to play, free to start is Pokemon <sighs> Picross. Oh, wait, didn't, does that already exist in some form? Has that? Maybe. I have no idea. Maybe it's just because I'm combining Picross with Pokemon and thinking that it existed. I I never, I don't remember hearing about another Pokemon Picross game, but I would not be surprised. Because they did a uh, Mario, or at least they had Mario themed Picross levels. You know, I think that's what I was thinking of. Like, just, I, I knew they did some spin with that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Mario Maker is getting a web-based web-based course search feature. Finally, wait. Uh, web-based? It's web-based. You can't do it from in the game, <sighs> but you can do it for, through the web browser. I like it. How, Why I, is it not in the game? I love it how Nintendo is super like protect the children, protect the children, and now they're implementing features that require you to use a web browser to access content or like to figure shit out, like. Yeah, that's weird. It's a little weird. Um, uh, they reinforced that. Ze- okay, wait. These, okay, these stories are out of order for some reason. So first, Twilight Princess HD is real and it's coming in 2016. Cool. I think it's a waste of their time, but okay, you do that. I Nintendo. agree. And it's gonna have an amiibo. The amiibo looks cool. I like. Actually, I'm kind of surprised Wolf Link has never been in Smash Brothers because I think that'd be pretty cool with Midna on his back. Uh-huh. But uh, that is the amiibo, Wolf Link with Midna. And the that same amiibo will function in Zelda Wii U whenever it launches in 2016. They say it's still coming in 2016. They say. We'll see. We'll see. Is, wait, have they given a uh, a season for, nope. uh, for um, Twilight Princess HD? Oh, let me see. Because if you're going to do that, that's going to have to come out spring or early summer. And then if you're going to do Zelda U, that's going to have to come out holiday season, presumably. According to this, they have not picked a date, just that it will be next year. All right. I guarantee you we're first going to get... I bet you will get Twilight uh, Princess HD before the beginning of summer or at the beginning of summer. I would hope so. I would think they so. They can't put those right next to each other. That would be that'd crazy. Be, that'd be weird. That'd be silly. Um, hmm. Yeah, it'll probably be released around the same time Splatoon was last year. Wasn't that like June, July? Yeah, that was early summer. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's it. That's everything they announced at the Nintendo Direct. It... I know they always have like stuff to say at these, but for some reason this one feels a little empty. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to really announce. It was all just uh, either re- uh, reconfirming previous announcements or talking about 
delays for things next year. I mean, it is the end of the year. This is when games True. are typically coming out. To fa- the fact they have anything to announce is kind of impressive. Well, do they have any? So yeah, the they're so if they have Paper Jam in January. They it doesn't seem like they have a very strong spring lineup though, unless Twilight Princess HD comes out towards the end of it. You know uh, the uh, that mobile their their mobile game is coming out in spring. Yeah. But that's the thing is that's their mobile game. I mean, like Wii U uh, specific oh, stuff. I mean, let, let's be real though. I think Nintendo is like the sun is setting on the Wii U and the 3DS. Oh, certainly. Um, I think this next year for Nintendo is going to be mostly focused on getting that mobile stuff started up because I think that's where all the money is. That's where all the money is. I can't believe they haven't released. And at this point, it doesn't look like they're going to release a Mario game in the same vein as Galaxy Sunshine and 64. Yeah, I think they're. Uh, it seems like they're going to be skipping this generation, which is kind that's of alarming. Crazy! Like that's insane. I think, according to Nintendo, and I know this isn't what most fans think, but according to Nintendo, uh, Super Mario 3D World is the game that you're looking for. I mean, I guess so. Like that's all, that's all you can really say at this point. <laughs> New super Mario U. Oh, <laughs> super, new super Luigi. U. Oh, fuck him. Hundred <laughs> seconds to complete a level. Fuck you. <laughs> Dumb shit. Uh, well, so there's also some rocket league DLC coming. Next month. What's the big stuff for Rocket League? What are we getting? So, I'm I'm skimming this right now. So, it's going to be a premium download content pack called Chaos Run. It's going to be on going to be on both platforms, PC and PS4. And also there's going to be an arena mode that will be free to everybody. Um Oh, I guess this arena that's going to be free is based off of Rocket League's predece- predecessor, uh, Super Sonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. Huh. That's and the Chaos Run will be three ninety nine. Okay. Might have to fuck around with that then. Start my own Rocket League league. <laughs> and then this last story we could just skip because who cares? What is it? No. Go on. There's just a. It was just a minor thing. Uh, people, so I have really strong opinions uh, about minors. <laughs> so the, I guess it's not minor for those that got affected by it. But uh, so I bought the regular b- version of Battlefront, so nothing, it wasn't a problem for me. But apparently, anyone who bought the super awesome special edition that came with all like the pre-order bonuses and the uh, the season pass, the like the hundred and twenty dollar version, um, the first day that that game came out that version was broken and they couldn't play it. Great. Um, so basically if you went basically the people that gave that spent the most money were punished and the people that spent the least amount of money me got to play. Aha, get <laughs> fucked. Fanboys. <laughs> oh. Well then if that's it that's rounding out news. Slow week but that's fine. More time to play Fallout. Um, oh, yeah. With that being said we'll close out with Tori the Hedgehog.
I'm not going to do my dumb Sega voice because I've been smoking a lot lately and I can't, I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> so, Tori the Hedgehog, her full name being Victoria Marie Andrix, Andrix, convoluted as shit, is a hedgehog <laughs> created by Allie. Tori is generally different from Allie's other characters as Tori plays basketball, knows how to use guns, but not all for them. Wait, but not all. Wait, does she play basketball with guns? No, no, there's a comma there. Yeah, she kn- she knows how to use guns, but not all of them. She knows there's a open parenthesis. Oh no, wait, it closes here. She knows how to use Ambico pistols the most. Is that some Japanese ass shit? Fuck that. I have no and idea. And has super strength. Strength being italicized for some reason, rather than speed. Okay, so she's a strong hedgehog. She usually only wants to be called Tori. But only her closest friends and her family can call her Victoria. Oh, I'm going to skip appearance. She's a hedgehog who wears <laughs> red. I'm going to skip that. Uh, her personality, she's quite stoic and level-headed. She is rarely seen to lose her cool, but at a loss of what to do, no matter how bleak the situation seems to be. Tori generally seems to be seems to also be laid back and sees things mostly under control. What? Hmm. What is this shit? This isn't bad. I mean, this is not. <laughs> she good. sounds like she sounds like the Qui Gon Jinn of hedgehogs. Yeah, like born as. Jesus Christ! Can I weakness? An obvious weakness is being shot. She's very prone to bleeding <laughs> a lot, <laughs> but she may have a bleeding disorder. May being the key word in the sentence. Uh. Tori may not have severe hyperacusis condition, but she cannot stand high-pitched screaming at all. Oh, jeez, this person! I bet you, I bet you, the creator of this person of this head of this uh character probably has some shit that she needs to work out and is <laughs> reflecting it. Uh, this is boring. I'm sorry. This was a bust. This was a dud. Yeah. It's too well written. Well, it's kind of bad, badly written, but it's not as badly written as it could be. Makes me sad. So I'm going to close out. I'm going to make my job easier and just close out this podcast and end it now. Just, like, kill it. You've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. You can find me and Peter at the following places with our handles posted in the description for this episode just use that any at any of these locations on the web and you'll be able to interact with us you can find me and Peter on PlayStation Network you can find us both on Steam you can find Peter on Xbox Live and the Nintendo Miiverse also visit our website zucchinithumbs.com there we have links to our YouTube page where we have various uh, videos posted Uh, go ahead and favorite and subscribe to our videos and our channel uh, Related to that, yes, I, I I'm slowly compiling all of the stuff from my stream. At least I don't know if you want to get on it on this too, but I'm gonna put them together into one big video, one that is just the raw, just the entire thing, and then I'm gonna comp- knock. Then I'm gonna do another one. It is the highlights, getting rid of all the boring parts where we're zombies. Yeah, except for that one Rocket League match. 
that just went on forever. And then we just started randomly laughing in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, I might. Uh, Your audio didn't come too too well, didn't come through too well on my end. Yeah, I've been listening to my, on my end, and it doesn't sound great for me either, and I'm just like, okay, I need to look at the manual, because for my headset, because as I said, it was the first time I ever used it, and apparently there's settings, and I probably could have fixed all that by changing the settings, but I didn't know how well, yet. that's the thing, is it softened our voices. Like, even on your stream, I was much quieter than I was on mine, you know? So I think, yeah, the party chat coming through was softened, and yours just so happened to be softened enough that even on my stream, it got really quiet. Like, you know, so I came... Yeah, doesn't seem great, Sony. Figure figure it out. Figure it out, Sony. Yeah, it's that wireless shit, I think. I don't know. I don't know that it's wire... Well, if yours is softened as well... I mean, I think mine that it, that's just their their algorithm for uh, yeah for party chat through streams. Just probably isn't that's super true. Great. Yeah, mine was soft. Unfortunately, I came in loud enough that it was au- at least audible on your stream. And on your stream, your voice was a little soft, but then on mine, yeah. it was super soft because of that. What I'm thinking is so on my headset, there are t- there are several different settings. So there's like off, and then on, and then one and two. So I'm like, well, maybe these numbers do different I things. I guarantee you, like, the I numbers these do numbers something do. because my my mic has those numbers too, and those usually are indicative of are we ca- capturing like it it indicates sensitivity. I think, maybe, probably, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll c- compile those. I might compile mine. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's the it's the same stuff. Uh, ultimately speaking, um. And I think yours has the better audio at that point. Um, yeah, the only the only part is that uh, for one section when we were on PC, I was recording the wrong thing. <laughs> so on that specific part, uh, it's a little fucked up. But yeah, everything else seemed fine. <laughs> well, great. Yeah, well, we can see about that. I'm not too concerned, but um, yeah. So yeah, go go. To, to YouTube, maybe those will be there at some point in time. Otherwise, look at our other videos. Um, also on our website is a link to our iTunes page. There you can find this podcast. So if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to it and leave a review. Please, that'd be great. Um, otherwise, send us emails, zucchinithumbs at gmail.com. We sometimes read them. We don't get many, though, so we don't often. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. You guys don't care about us. Screaming no one into a loves void. Us, Joe. That's fine. You know what? This I I walk alone. Um. Yeah. Uh. With that being said, I think that's it. So thank you very much for listening. Uh. Have a wonderful day. A wonderful week. A wonderful life. Avoid sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs>